Welcome to the 3v3 Podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. I don't know if we are going to get serious, existential, um, you know, look inward, but I asked a very important question leaving last week, and the issue must be addressed. Do the blue lines really need to be blue anymore? The obvious answer is no, but really the question should be, do the blue lines need to be solid blue anymore? I'll do you one better. Do the blue lines need to be some thick blue line anymore? I'll do you even one better. Do the blue lines need to exist at all? I was waiting for that question. If the all right, lines, good show, guys. <laughs> if the blue lines weren't there, how would we even know if we were offside? How would we know what the offensive and defensive zones were? Would we even need an offensive zone without the blue lines? Or a defensive zone, since that would be the one that would get thrown out instead. <laughs> well, but if you no longer have offense, do you have an offensive zone? But without offense, the best offense is a great defense. So if you don't have offense, you don't have defense. Hmm. But if but who cares about stopping goals from getting into your own net? So, you know, do they even need defense? But how can you generate mm-hmm. offense without defensive players who generate offense? By having defensive forward players to generate offense. But if they're Are, defensive, how can yeah. they be off? Well, let's let's be honest. Alapaki is offensive, but <laughs> now don't get defensive about it. That's that's the. I mean, the only offensive state. part about hockey is calling goaltending voodoo. That's a blatant lie. I can't. I can't carry the bit any, on any longer. I, no, no. The the truly offensive part of hockey are the old white men, oh, perpetuating we'll to- old white men. <laughs> oh wait, no. I was a woman saying that. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have. I overstepped my bounds. I criticized an old white man. Sorry. <laughs> Clearly, none of us are high enough to really continue on <laughs> discussion. Do they need to be blue? Uh, by the rule, yes. By what they do, no. You know. Here, here's why I brought up the question. Last weekend, uh, Devils and Islanders played in an OT game. P.K. Subban goes on to score what was thought to be the overtime winner at three-on-three. Rewind the tape, and you find that player just didn't have his heel down on the blue line in time to be onside. Now, he was a player in the quote-unquote offensive zone. When you are coming out of the zone, you do need to make physical contact with the neutral zone. It, it's one of those weird quirks because we can't remove or edit things in the in the rule book. We got to you know add amendments, 
but you can physically be off the ice going into the offensive zone, but you can't do it leaving. Anyway, the blue line is wide. It is blue. So when you see all these crazy replay angles, you got to go frame by frame. And that is just the epitome of terrible entertainment. What if it were just as thin as the goal line? I mean, linesmen don't seem to have trouble with calling ice things anymore. Yeah, I, I, I've always felt like the, the width of the blue line that is from offensive zone to, or neutral zone to offensive zone, defensive zone, whatever, not width of the rink, um, it was always kind of a cheat. Oh, it's um, absolutely a cheat. Because... You know, as you were just saying, if you're trying to keep something in the zone, then you've got to the offensive or the sorry, the neutral zone edge. And you have that foot there. It's like a it's it's like a foot, right? Six inches. No, it's like nine. Um, it's changed so many times. I just can't even remember what it is right now. Um, and so and then if you're if you're off sides, you have to be. Or delayed offsides, you have to like skim the the edge towards the offense for towards the goalie to get in. And so, honestly, I think that what they should do is they should make the entire neutral zone one color. So we have each zone a different color, and screw the line. <laughs> I think you just broke Pat. The width of the the width of the blue line is twelve inches. By the way, is it, it is inches? one foot. It is the That's the joke is supposed to be it's a foot wide, just like a foot, correct? Like a hockey skate. Uh huh. <laughs> um, so Pat, I heard you. I heard you audibly inhale and gasp, and your brain run away. So carry on. First, live in-game update. Update your. Selkie winner unless Patrice Bergeron goes on a scoring spree. Carter Freaghi puts the Florida Panthers up one nothing, only to be outdone by Tampa Bay's Yanni Gord, who ties the game less than a minute after they score one one. It down in Tampa. My Panthers and brother. Lightning tied. My birthday brother Yanni Gord. Um. One, I would just like to see a little more uniformity in the ice. Like, I just think it'd be easier to spot a puck. A black puck on a red line versus the blue line. It's a darker blue than what we have in the crease because tradition, blah, 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 old white man, blah, blah, blah. It'd just be easier to see it. But I do like the idea, like we saw during the Isabel Cup run with the NWHL, Change the color of the neutral zone. It would make it easier to, you know, discern things. I like it. What if, because this is going to be a thing, teams can get sponsors for the neutral zone? Your neutral zone brought to you today by Swiss Chalet. (laughs) Swiss have always been neutral. By Swiss Miss Kaku. By Swiss Army Apparel and Knives. See, right there. Mm-hmm. Again, NHL, 
reasonable fees for consulting. <laughs> reasonable. <laughs> Reasonable. Raison d'etre. Just, you know, give us a week and we'll fix it all. It'll be fine. Correct. Or most of it. No, all of it. No. Okay. We'll do all of it. Yep. Can we make this game infinitely more entertaining? Yes. Can we do it in a short period of time? Yeah. Yes. And can we fit it in under the salary cap? Absolutely. Yes. Do we even need to quarantine to make any of this happen? No. No, we don't even have to leave the comfort of our own abodes. <laughs> nope. Got fiber optic internet. Got Skype. Done. Yeah. Mm. All right. Okay. Good show, guys. We've solved everything <laughs> yet yeah. again. You know, it's like that. What the ninety-sixth or ninety-seventh time we've solved everything? Yeah. But now, in the interest of time, I have an idea. In the interest of food time. <laughs> exactly. Stretching this in the out of, or shorter. In the interest of or... expanding time. Well, time is we're an illusion. physics. What are we doing here? No. Um, normally what happens is we release an episode and then a few days later, Magic. someone, someone in, uh, I don't know, a prominent media position takes a stance or a platform based on the logical, rational, and affordable um, consulting logic that we have discussed. Mm -hmm. I think it's time to turn the tables and steal something from another show. Yes! Patrick, would you like to go first or second today? <laughs> oh, please, you start. Good friends of the pod, Ellie and Jeff, um, they host this little uh, ditty called 31 Thoughts. One of these days, if they keep at it, it might go somewhere. Maybe. It, it might. They talked about, should we remove coaches from the benches during games? Sounds familiar. It does sound familiar. <laughs> I wonder why it sounds familiar, Pat. Well, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I need to do a little research to think about it. But they actually began to talk the logistics of it. How would this work? You know how we've always talked about captaincy is just kind of, you know, performative and marketing at this point? A little bit. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. What if... And I've been thinking about this a lot. The the concept of the players and the coaches are really co-workers, but they have individual skill sets. So what if the captain, part of his job description, quote unquote, was you run the bench. You're you're given a template for the lines, but let let's reinvent the player coach in the NHL. Or the, excuse me, the player manager. Because after all, coaches aren't doing any coaching in game. They are just managing personnel. Well, other people are doing coaching for the coaches. Oh, yeah. You mean the guys that the players all hire during the summers? Yeah. No, no. The, the, the guys that send down all the video from up above that say, hey, go do this and this and this and this. And the coach goes, yeah, that looks about right. Mm -hmm. All right, get out there and do it. Video coaches. Do what that yeah. coach upstairs just showed you how to do on the iPad. 
And this solves a number of problems. One, I no longer have to complain about coaches, chiefly whatever coach I'm watching and whatever game I'm watching, pulling their mask down during this time of COVID. That's eliminated. Two, give the trainers and equipment staff a little breathing room, please, and thank you. Because I don't see them with any issues with their masks. It'll help protect them, ultimately. And then three, let's just see how smart some of these guys are at hockey. I'm not talking about taking IQ tests here. <laughs> but let, let's see if they have, quote-unquote, a good hockey IQ. So here's here's the issue that you're going to run into with this. Is you're going oh, to no, have no, to no, name there, captains. There, there, <laughs> There'll be no issue yeah, because we're name, in charge. We're going to have to, everyone's going to have to name new captains because um, most of the captains in the NHL are typically forwards who are scorers. And um, if they have to take on another role, then that might blow their little minds. I'm sorry. It's like they're just they're just there to score, really. <laughs> so what? Captains don't have hockey Aspergers. Mm. <laughs> don't you don't you mock my beloved pretty Connor McDavid and hockey Aspergers? <laughs> no, who I I watched the documentary. Excuse oh. me, the PR piece that was yeah. very well done. I I, oh yeah, that. yeah. And tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I cannot. Yeah, I I fully freely admit it was it was not a documentary so much as it was yeah promotional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Conor McDavid is the best player in the world. Quit screwing around trying to say anyone else says you want proof here. Yeah. Kind of piece. So my question. Oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. I think I'm going to take us on a tangent. Uh, <laughs> what do oranges have to do with it? Yeah, joke. <laughs> Very old joke. You should now, make the uh, lines orange instead. Okay, okay. I'm see, thinking see, see, I mean, the reason that, uh-oh, shorthanded attempt here. Look out, <coughs> look out, look out. And just like me playing hut, I stick-handled myself into oblivion and the puck went in the corner. Okay. And there um, goes our coherent uh, conversation. <laughs> yes, before the show, Cassie, Cassie wished that we would have a coherent somewhat intelligible conversation and then i asked her if it was at that point that she wanted me to leave so that they could um did the, so did the cost of was it called whatever it takes yeah uh, which confuses me because that was the the team slogan when that was a big popular thing back in t- 2006 in carolina but did they make enough money from that piece to cover all the expenses for his rehab that summer because my god right i want to know what the price total was on that right three three doctors (laughs) right three doctors in three different countries or three i don't know two different states in one different country so two countries okay hell with it canada and the u.s have just joined in three different states (laughs) provincial areas on the same continent, mm-hmm. what six, seven, all, eight, nine, ten hours a day? Private trainers, private other trainers, all the imaging, op- yeah, every three weeks. Can we yep. have this broken out by by who had to pay for what too? Well, see, here's the thing: 
I bet you any money, any money, it was on an insurance clause in his contract for injury because they had to keep the team um, informed of all of the medical stuff, but the team had no say in what procedures he could do. So I'd almost guarantee you it's part of a contract somewhere. And it's and it is medical insurance for the players, right? Because they always, uh, not not to actually get serious here, because Lord knows, but you know, again, one of the things that that the NHL and the IOC scream over is um, player injury insurance, right? And everyone always pulls up that John Tavares situation where he completely trashed his knee in the Olympics and put him out for the Islanders. You know, who was on the hook for? Not only his salary, but the medical costs for that injury. So, as Connor was injured during an NHL game, yeah, I bet you, I bet you, the vast majority of it was of the insurance on his contract. <clears throat> so it was probably the team. The 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 clause was probably that the team had to pay for it, but he had to have like full latitude in, in choosing doctors and rehab people and trainers and things. Yeah. And I'm sure there's probably a cost cap for the team, but when it's Connor McDavid, do you really worry about a cost cap? Right. Because, you know, oftentimes you can write off medical expenses or find a way to sort of mitigate the costs. But I, the way I kind of looked at it was it was sort of like auto insurance. If, if, you get an accident and you're not at fault. That company's insurance has to pay and they can't tell you where you can and can't go, but they can say, you know, we we're only covering up to a certain amount type thing. In some cases, you know, it depends on the severity. And I'm not going to get the minutia, but by and large, right? So mm-hmm. And this is why we should change the color of the post to orange. Neon? So again, I hate to bring everything back to EA Sports NHL 21, but I'm going to before I get into my rant about who's stealing ideas from me. You bastard, Steve Dangle. Um, Oh, no. Well, trying to think whose fault that was. Or you other bastard, Sean McIndoo. Um, uh, What the hell was I doing? Oh, uh, blah, 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 blah. So, blah, blah, blah. I'm playing Hut, and there's Geico ads on the goalposts, and they're blue. And I'm like, why can't we do that? You're complaining about, you know, you're complaining about dollars and ad money and all of this other stuff, and the goalposts are blue. And there's Geico written in the middle of, you know, there's, it's just a little wrapper around all of them that says Geico. I'm getting an in-game advertisement, a video game, on a piece of real estate that could be easily sold by the NHL to do the same thing. Makes too much sense. I I get why they like to keep them red. It's a tradition thing, and it's also a clarity thing, you know, for the overhead cameras, because having it a different color than the goal line would be, you know, distracting, could cause confusion, blah, 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 blah. They're colorblind, it probably wouldn't make much difference. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. But it sort of goes back to the origin, the origins of your question, Pat. Is um, why do the goal lines need to be red? You know, if all the lines were the same width, okay, you know, whatever. But they're not. But they probably should be at yeah. this point. Yeah, could you could you imagine how if and you know what they do, right? They'd make the goal line the same width as the blue line because the NHL wouldn't want to change the blue line. So now <laughs> you've got an extra foot to to worry about whether a goal went in or not. Because you know the NHL, right? We need to increase scoring by doing everything we can to decrease the ability to score. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is the problem with just taking out the line and removing the concept of offside to begin with. Because it, 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 everything would end up being a pure possession game. And it would be a bunch of one-on-one battles. Which in theory sounds great, but in practice... It would be the 90s. It very much would be, unless let's get rid of the goal lines and move those nets up about 10 to 15 feet and just make it. Then let's see what happens. Yes. Yes. I'm I'm, I'm still waiting for someone to steal that idea. It's too radical. Wouldn't likely happen. That's why they're not stealing it. Uh, Dear John Tavares, I believe you are now in control. You're not the owner, but you're in control of some important kids hockey team. At me. Let's talk. (laughs) He just talked to you about where the, you know, to to find the best produce and, you know, what what grocery store is the best prices because he loves grocery shopping. Okay. Well, maybe he can give me his uncle's number, and then I'll get the conversation started. There you go. His uncle John, right? Yes, his uncle John. Yes, uh, John Tavares. Yeah. Not John mm-hmm. Tavares, but John Tavares. Yes. Mm-hmm. One and the same. The elder rather than the younger. Someone who has his number retired and, you know, a oh. kid who's in the headlines for some reason. Ouch. Today. <clears throat> I mean, one of them's a Hall of Famer and one of them's currently playing. Can't have your number retired while you're currently playing. Sure you can if you're Mario Lemieux. Yeah, I was just going to oh, say, didn't, didn't that happen to Mario? Down. Well, and didn't Kevin Lowe allow Taylor Hall to wear four? In and Edmonton, is there someone currently there? wearing four? For the Oilers? Yeah. 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 Actually, I don't think four has been retired by the Oilers. It was not, but it was a... It was always a you-don't-touch-it type thing. Yeah. It's sort of it's sort of like 19 for the Avs before they retired it. It's like, yeah, no, you're not wearing it. Uh, sometimes that's, that's a good, honorable thing, and sometimes it's silly. Or all the numbers that, oh, actually, yeah, all the numbers that the Maple Leafs players weren't allowed to wear, even though they weren't retired. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And everyone's uh, wondering why their goalies are wearing, like, number 67 or something. (laughs) Hey, Patrick, speaking of the Maple Leafs, wasn't there something you wanted to talk about? Something to do with Lorcan Riley? I, I, I don't recall what, though. 
Oh god. What yeah. was that, Patrick? You're laughing that'd, at me for something? Yeah, that'd be epic if a Maple Leafs goalie wore sixty seven. Hello. Last uh-huh. time they won the cup. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why do you think I chose that number? <laughs> I'm just explaining it for the audience at home. Ah, uh, okay. I'm really not. I'm just reiterating because it's damn funny. Um what did I want to talk about with Morgan Riley? Someone stealing your idea on another show about his damn tape job not meaning anything yeah talking about tape jobs again <sighs> yes okay so the person who shall remain nameless named dangle and his cohorts went on a diatribe about stick tape jobs and the line of demarcation, you know, he needs to change. He changed his stick tape, so he's he's having better success. Blah 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 blah. blah. And I just sit there and look at Connor McDavid, who raises the ire of every stick tape OCD person out there, and go, "It's Connor McDavid. Look at his tape job. Do you think he cares? Do you think it makes that much of a difference? No." Let them tape it how they want. And if it looks like a Rastafarian by the end of the game because of all the threads and stuff hanging off the sides of it, who cares? If you can play like that, I don't care. I have not played at any high level. I have played for a considerably long time. I have pretty damn good skills. I can tell you unequivocally from my experience, it means nothing. <laughs> if people are quibbling about how guys are taping their sticks, they need to like find hobbies. Because that's Riley. like such a meaningless little like nitpick to even like consider. Morgan Riley's tape job has nothing to do with how Morgan Riley plays. Now, Jack Eichel, it clearly does, because if you've ever seen the GIF I posted a while ago of Jack Eichel, he is a robot when he tapes his stick, and clearly you can't change that programming or else it might break that robot, (laughs) which I think someone did, which is why the robot's broken right now. Mm. So, you know, while, while Jack is clearly a... A person who enjoys vast amounts of routine and mechanical process. He is. I don't think he has the same Aspergers as, as McDavid. Because clearly McDavid doesn't care about anything other than playing hockey. <laughs> and things that allow him to play hockey. And going to play hockey. <laughs> mm-hmm. And getting mad when people tell him or he hears that other people think that some other player is the best player in the league. And then he goes, <laughs> that's cute. And then goes off and does what Connor does, which is make everyone go. Yeah. Sorry about that. Well, just everyone on those seven broadcasts and the people that watch them these days. Cause yeah. That that's a story for a <laughs> yeah. That they want to make permanent. Oh, sure, gosh. do that and let's see if the salary cap goes up. 
Good luck. So surprising. <sighs> Guaranteed conference final spot. Oh no, they can't. There's no way they can make it permanent. It'll it, it'll financially ruin the league. Yeah. Yeah. It it would completely financially ruin the league. Yeah, you you can't run on a US dollar and then keep everything separated like that. It Well, not, and you know, if the American-based teams decided to do that and and shut Canada out, there they would have a hissy fit. <laughs> You know, but them doing it the other way, it's totally okay. It's like, uh, yeah, hypocrites. <laughs> no, of course they're not hypocrites. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I have guys say. can't be hypocritical, right? Oh, right, right. <laughs> Sorry, as <laughs> a woman again, you know, I'm, God, I woman. can't be doing things like that. <laughs> Learn right. your place, jeez. Oh, I know, right? I, I have such a hard time with that. So while Patrick was ranting, I, w- I was spending uh, several minutes looking at different images of Morgan Riley and his stick. And what the hell are they talking about? It is fine. I don't. It's it's because they're it's uneven. Because at, he he goes heel to toe. It does appear. And he just leaves a little at a certain point, and it's flat. It's it, it's perfectly fine for someone who has all his sticks paid for and doesn't have to worry about the expenses of playing with sticks and doesn't use electrical tape and making sure he covers any inch to make sure little to no moisture, you know, corrode the blade. Like you know, Everyone some else. people that I might know. I don't you know. <laughs> But seriously, NHLers can do whatever they want because uh, for some it's hockey Asperger's, but for others it's they don't have to worry about the cost of their equipment. Just very expensive. Very. Which is why I will use electrical tape and cover the whole freaking blade up for my kids. Who plays street hockey? The going back to Buffalo, wasn't there a coaching change there this week? No. No, there's a managerial change. There's a new oh, bench sorry. Manager. Right, right. Managerial change. Now the general manager is managing the bench. No, he's managing the manager of the bench. He's the assistant to the general manager. Ah. Uh, because there are no assistant general managers in Buffalo. So he's, he, well, no, he's the lieutenant general manager. Come on, we went through this. Lieutenant. He's not major general, he's lieutenant no, general. He's lieutenant general. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry, wrong branch. You know, and, and again, as, as so many of these team owners apparently are military fetish, fetishists too, you know, let them have it. And no, I am not anti-military. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. That's another topic for another show. <laughs> Seriously. And I have to think about this all the while staring at Florida Panthers uniforms right now and, and seeing all the military inspiration for. Yeah, which I'm fine with. I, you know, I got to be honest cool with you. Yeah. You know, I don't have a problem with it. 
it's I actually I actually think it's kind of it's fun how they do their captain and alternate captain, you know, arm patches. Yeah, it's, it's a nice different. touch. Yes, it's something different. It's like it's like the the um Carolina state flag on the on the shoulder patch of the Canes thirds. I or the Al, Alberta provincial flag on the shoulder of the of the flames, right? Yeah, or now on the abs uh, thirds, yeah. those have been added, and it's just like okay, now everyone's doing it, so it's not Which, so. It's not so cool anymore. I will grant you that, but you know, somebody yeah, wants to do something different. Let's let's hope that the Kraken don't do that with the disembodied head of George Washington, Washington See. State flag. <laughs> Well, cons- considering considering it's the backdrop for all the state route numbers on this on the highway signs, I'd be fine with it. As a matter of fact, I think that should be the number plate on the back in, oh, in honor in honor fun. of the state route, right? Mm-hmm. So you that just have a big fun. circle with Washington's head in in a in a negative space. You know the the black outline and the white, and then the number goes in the white, just like the state route flag. <laughs> Or just like the state route side. Yeah, see? Okay. That'd be awesome. If you do that, then let me bring into another tie-in and a very important conversation I was having with two constituents the other day. Your children. How did you know? (laughs) Because when you say constituents, (laughs) (laughs) you make it sound like they actually voted for you. Oh no, no, they are presently trying to get me out of office. I know. Well, that can't happen uh, in the dictatorship. Um, <laughs> would George be an appropriate? Would George be an appropriate mascot name? Because I had to explain why they couldn't use the the um, syllable or the phrase "crack" anywhere in the mascot's name. The other day, so we went on a conversation. What would the mascot's name be? And should it be George? No, it should be Weedle. I'm sold. Because the Sonic's first mascot was the Weedle from the Weedle in the oh, Needle. Oh, God. And it was just a bulbous, Muppety-looking thing. And that's, that's really all it was, was just sort of a round head, you know, with a Muppet sort of face on it and a big sort of pinkish nose and a big round body i don't care what they do with the mascot as far as what they make it look like i just think in honor it should be named weedle so long as it's not anything like squid i'm okay because squidward (laughs) yeah squiggly whatever you know i i'm okay with that because while it's not clear in the design that it's an octopus the team has gone and made a point that you know it's tied to the giant pacific octopus which is in puget sound and you know they don't have squids there so (laughs) you're talking about two totally different animals and if they start going on going down that squid lane i'm just like yeah i don't know if i could do that I think now that I've thought about it, it's if it's not going to be Weedle, it should be Bluxbrut, which is Norwegian. For, no, which is Norwegian for squid, as mm. a nod as a nod to Ballard. Yes, yeah, sure, you betcha. 
and all the <laughs> and all the Norwegians down in Ballard. Not we'll not just it. Ballard, but also um, Pulsbo. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. You know, Can't the, forget Pulsbo. No, no, sure not. So Blexproof. Although we're going to ignore the Germans in Leavenworth, so that's another story entirely. Well, you know what? As 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 someone of German descent, I think what we've done in the last eighty years, it's fine to ignore us. Okay. No, I agree. I'm half German. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Really, it's fine. Is your other half Irish? Do you get drunk and fight with yourself constantly? <laughs> no, the other one. Both of my parents are each half German, so that makes me half German as well. No, there you go with some like fractions and things. So I was told there was going to be plenty more math in this. Um, <clears throat> you wanted to start the conversation about the coaching change in Buffalo, and that is just not going to do anything. It's really coherent. What are we doing with the word? Just not coherent. It's just so. If we're a hockey show, we might should talk maybe hockey every once in a while. So what I'm gathering is you don't want to take Squatch and make him the new UP. Can't. Mm-mm. Still technically owned by the Sonics and the city. I think the city now owns it. And the city's not going to give it up for anybody but the Sonics. Hmm. Interesting. Because after, after they evicted Weedle from the Needles when they brought in Squatch and, you know, because that was the era of the... Um, high-flying mascot that would come out to center court and do those trampoline dunks and that kind of stuff. And it was really hard to do that in, in that Weedle costume. So, you know. mm-hmm. Okay, so Weedle is option number one, and then UP should be option number two after they complete the 1919 Stanley Cup final. In- <gasps> Winner gets the mascot and the Stanley <laughs> Cup? Yep. Sweet. <clears throat> I'm down for it. Because after all... MLB is Mariners to the Expos. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what? Well, let's get early '90s. Let's go early '90s NHL. You sell the Mariners to someone in Montreal, and then you get the expansion team. Well, I'm thinking if they if we do any worse, Mariners to the Expos. No one would notice, except for Montreal. Well, <laughs> no one in yeah. Seattle would notice that the well, name had been changed. To this the is episode. like a San Jose, Minnesota, whatever that was. It was San Jose, Minnesota. Please don't relocate this franchise. We'll give you a new one in San Jose. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going down the path. If we change the name of the Mariners to the Expos, we could finally get them out of the city. Right? Mm-hmm. Because because they'd be they'd finally get good, and much like the Nordiques and the Expos, um, they'd the, be uh, moved. They'd be sold and moved. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> it'd be a, it'd be a pity though, because you know the the baseball field is pretty nice. And this way, Canada would finally get their relocated team from the lower forty-eight, and everyone would be happy. Right. I mean, move them to Vancouver because that's where the majority of the fans are. Oh, actually, that's not—they're not the fans of the Mariners. They're the fans of the Blue Jays, and the only time they can come see them is when they play the Mariners. So we're constantly invaded by Canadians when the Blue Jays play in Seattle. They lie. Yeah. Canadians lie. They're actually Mariners fans, but then they have—they feel obligated to like actually 
People from Vancouver actually feel obligated to root for the Jays when they're in town, but they're actually Mariners fans. They lie. Yeah, well, they can have them. You know, <laughs> they can't. That uh, you know what? Then they can have their own precious little Canadian division. The Blue Jays and the Mariners play. You know, they Back don't even forth. have to change. Yeah, they don't even have to change the name, right? No, nope. or the colors or anything. Right, right. They, just they don't even have to change the the baseball field. They can still pretend to be Vancouver. It's only three hours wrong. Or three-hour drive wrong. <laughs> Do we cede that land to Canada? You know, as part of like the you know the retribution over the fifty-four forty thing, right? So How we'll, about we'll, we we give we turn we, I we got give, it we okay. turn it into an embassy. Mm. There we go. I like it. Canadian embassy in Seattle is now yep. the baseball field. Yep. Okay, that works for me. Look, we're solving problems left and right, and all of this is to just say, um, Buffalo is hopeless. Yeah. I would. Speaking of Montreal and coaches. <laughs> no, Claude Julian just going to sit there. No, he's waiting for the Rangers job. I don't think he is. I think, I again, like I said, I got a weird feeling he's going to get offered the Columbus job. And going to take it, and yeah, I guess they're they're far enough in the East Coast that it. Ugh. I I got that weird feeling he's going to take that job. So, as someone who's currently in the middle of watching a four game set against the Blue Jackets, I think I'm all for that. It would be a big enough contrast from John Tortorella next season. That could work out well. Because Claude Julien is a master of getting five-on-five going. With, I won't say restricted talent, but using the talent he has available to him. Mm -hmm. And his he's not living and dying with the bonus point. Correct. Correct. I think he's a little bit more... Tortorella's gotten a bit more open offensively with risk-taking, especially when you've got Zach Rowinski and Seth Jones back there. You can open your defense up a little bit more and let them do things. But, yeah, I think I think Julian's a prime fit for, for Columbus because they're not going to be able to attract any high-price UFAs, and this is not anything to do with Tortorella. It's just the way it's been, right? Columbus probably hasn't been a destination for anybody, regardless who was coaching. And I think you got to turn them into a destination by, you know, showing them that you're not going to win on stifling defense and, you know, trying to play mistake-free hockey. Yep. I, I, I don't think he's waiting for the Rangers job. I think that Rangers job is a third rail right now. Hmm. Because... Are they going to really fire Quinn? Should they fire Quinn? If they fire Quinn, what else are they going to do, right? Because, you know, people are impatient in New York already. That's why everything's happening like this, right? Oh, we got to get rid of him. You know, Lafreniere is not turning out like, you know, the team and blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah. How about you guys let it breathe, you know? Let it breathe. Give it a year. Give it a year. This has been a completely screwed up year for everyone I mean, involved. Look across the river. Right. 
Look at Jack Hughes, who looks like a much different player. He doesn't scream first overall pick still, but he is a product of the talent around him. He is finding his place in the NHL slowly but surely. Without anyone coaching him. There's that. Um, Now, he also had a lot of time off to train in bulk after having a first season in the NHL. Lafreniere has been sitting around, right? Peloton and training room or not. It's almost like you need a good balance of time off the ice, time on the ice to be productive. Hmm. Can't imagine why, you know. Uh, Why would you want to practice your skill? Who needs practice? Goalies right now, actually. Why? But that's about it. Why? Why do they need practice? Everyone complains that there's not enough score in the NHL. The goalies are letting in goals. You got what you want. Well, no. See, without the practice, no individual goalie goes on a run. So yeah, that no. it just it just drives up trade discussion. It makes a desperate team do something silly. And that's how we ended up with Ryan Miller in St. Louis. And wasn't that fun? Or Martin... Brodeur in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that. Because, you know, when you say it just, you know, every, it just means that someone's going to do something silly. Let's just at them. Okay. Let's just at them and call them out. You mean Toronto, Pat. Because <laughs> if there's any team, any organization that is willing to just do something, oh my God, frenetic, it's Toronto. Or Calgary, honestly, but eh. well, they just brought back Daryl Sutter, and who? Right, I don't think they're going to do. That's the silly thing they've done. Yeah, they're they're done. They're done they, being they silly. Played their... At least for now. Well, but there are other Sutters <laughs> they could hire and but employ. For... Put on the roster. <laughs> yes. Well, you can't take yes. all five of them off the ranch, or all six of them off the ranch. You get one. But what about right. the rest? Somebody's got to work the ranch, Cassie. You got other, well, you got no, five but I'm more. talking. I'm talking about their kids. Well, their kids are. Some of them are still playing. Right, so they have to trade for them. Mm. Eh. AHL trades. Yeah, you can do that whenever. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And yes, Sean McIndoo, thank you again for stealing our idea of should we raise a banner in Seattle? Yes. Damn right we should. Day one. Mm-hmm. 1917 Stanley Cup Championship banner goes up. We should have held a 100th anniversary parade a couple summers ago. Especially when the team got announced, we should have held a parade for the Stanley Cup champions. Mm-hmm. So, yes, raise the damn banner. And, if and the others that go with it. <laughs> Yeah, all the all the uh, piece, yeah, the, all the PCHL championship banners. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, because exactly. I mean, if 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 the Sharks and the Predators can raise raise regular season division championship banners, I think we owe it to ourselves. <laughs> you know, we won the division. Let's raise a banner. 
<laughs> we lost I in the mean, playoffs. We still have a championship in the division, though. No, you just won. You just were first in the division. I mean, they did hire uh, Nashville's equipment manager. So, oh, so he's good he at raising the he, Yeah. Mm-hmm. You would have to be involved in that process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, would he have to raise a Welcome to Town Jack Eichel banner? Um, or is that the cherry on top for Claude Julian to go to Columbus? Because I don't think he's going to the Rangers. I don't see it. Yeah, but I, I can see Columbus... And I could see I could see Seattle post NHL draft this offseason. For Eichel? Potentially. Which would mean we would see some real wackiness out of the expansion draft. Well, I mean, you gotta hope, right? <laughs> I'm 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 just looking for more chaos because it's entertaining. Okay. So in 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 rare form, I have a question. <gasps> That's yeah, twice you guys have gotten me today. I know. I have a question we can end on. But I have a question we can end on too. Okay. Do you want to use do yours? Well, of course, I'm a guy. <laughs> <laughs> and chivalry is dead. <laughs> chivalry, screw chivalry. No, you, well, I, well, I want actually. I do want to use yours this week. Okay, are you sure? Because yes, I can yes. wait. I actually have two, but um, I'll, no, no, I'll that's fine. This. Okay, mine, mine is not time sensitive in any stretch of the imagination. Uh, yeah, neither none, neither of mine are either. Yeah. But, and we, uh, we have a trade deadline coming up where nothing's going to happen. So correct. Let Let's <laughs> save our good. Well, some of our good content, so Sportsnet can't steal it for their all day. Um, uh, wake. <laughs> I don't know what they'll call it. Yeah. <laughs> they can't get the GMs in the GM room, and God knows we don't need to see a bunch of white guys on Skype. And this is why I turn my camera off when we record. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have a question. My question is unrelated to what we were talking about, but I was uh, talking about hockey with somebody else, and that made me think of this. So, all things being equal, the people are qualified and have experience and so on. Is there anyone you would hire in the NHL for a job at your company based exclusively off their public interviews? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know where I work. <laughs> this has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3B3 Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees. <laughs> <laughs>